Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. going to be amazing. It already is an amazing day in church today. I'm so glad you're here. Vanessa and I are honestly thrilled to be a part of what you guys are doing here in central BC. My goodness, this is amazing. I'm, I'm going to be going back refreshed. I know Vanessa is going to be going back refreshed. But let me tell you, if, if you think there's anything good coming out of any of the stuff I'm saying, first of all, thank the Lord. Second of all, thank Vanessa, because I would not be the person that I am here today if it weren't for my beautiful, incredible wife, Vanessa Fry. She releases me to, you know, be what the Lord has asked me to, and she encourages me in that, and she, you know, keeps pointing me back to him when I need to be, so thank you, babe. I love you. Um, Let me pray before we get into the word today. Father, I thank you that uh, you're here. God, I thank you that that's why we're here. We're here to meet with you. Uh, What an awesome concept that the creator of the universe would would meet with his people, that there's a place that we can gather and experience your presence, experience your power, experience your goodness. So, Father, I pray uh, that through today's service that at the end of the day, you would be magnified, God, in our lives, that you would be set above every other need and desire, God, that we would be the people known as people who seek you, who love you, and out of that, we love one another. Yeah. In your name we pray. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I'm very excited to be here today. Uh, and I, I, as Pastor Kimberly noticed yesterday, I have been listening to your, just this series' podcast, okay? I haven't, I haven't been creeping you guys for that long as a church, but I wanted to know kind of the vibe of what we're speaking into as a church. Um, so we've been in this David and Saul series, and it has been unreal. I've been loving the messages from Pastor Josiah, Pastor Kimberly, Pastor Dave Taylor preached. Was that your first message ever preached? Oh my goodness. I think the first time I preached, I couldn't even articulate a clear thought, and I was just a pool of sweat. And so that was impressive. Taylor, well done. Um, I'm so thankful to be here in church, C3 church, and best best church in C3 Canada. I, w- I mean, here's what I would say. The best church is the church that you go to, okay? The best oh. version of the Bible is the NIV. No, I'm kidding. It's the version that you read. The Bible that you read is the best possible Bible, the church that you attend and invest in and build into. It's the best possible church because you're here. This is the best church for you because you're here. So make that decision today. I I mean, I'm going back feeling refreshed. This is awesome. I, I would almost second that argument if I was allowed to, but I'm a pastor of a church in Hamilton, so it wouldn't be fair for me to my people back there, but... Uh, you have an amazing church. You have amazing leaders between your lead pastors and associate pastors. You guys have the best of the best. The vision, Pastor Dave, that you were sharing yesterday and your heart to see a move of God in this city and, and expressing that vision that if each individual person in each individual chair could see what you see, imagine what that would do yeah, for yeah. C3 in central BC. Imagine what that would do for the kingdom. And I'm right there with you. I love it. I see it for our city in Hamilton. I The, the way you express that 
vision and articulated it. It's got me charged up for the church that we see in Hamilton. So thank you, mm-hmm. Pastor Dave. And I know you wouldn't be who you are without your lovely wife, Pastor no. Kim. So thank you for hosting us. I'm glad to be here. Um, so I, I mentioned yesterday I am from a church in Hamilton, a little church that we just launched. It's amazing. I've been part of Pastor Sam and Jess Pickens' team in Toronto since we started uh, 10 years ago, and it's been a journey. I started the journey as an engineer in construction, so as I make really bad jokes today, you can thank the fact that I was an engineer, or you can thank the fact that I'm a dad now I have two amazing children, and one of those two things would be attributed to the fact that I'll make really bad jokes, and I would love for you to laugh with me because it helps keep me going. Um, And I really believe that God's going to help some people today in this message, in the middle of this David and Saul series. I love the... um, the, the, the parallel between David and Saul, and I love that you guys, did, we didn't just go into like, as Josiah was talking about, David and Goliath, that's what everyone talks about, is this David as a king, but it's such an important parallel to look at these two pictures of, of a journey lived, of like a kingship walked yeah. out, of, of honor to God versus honor to self walked yeah. out in the story of scripture. It's so powerful to examine, and I really believe God's going to help some direct and guide some people today through this message. Maybe you're heading into the future, uncertain about what's next, and then you might talk about it to your spouse or your friend or your family member, and you're like, I'm not sure. And then they would respond like, that's so good, man. But I'm here to tell us, Saul, S-A-U-L, not good. (laughs) That's the title of my message, Saul, not good. David, good. Saul, not good. This message is going to bring clarity, hope, and, uh, and, and confirmation that at the end of the day, God can be trusted. He is faithful. If there's one thing that I want us leaving with today, it's that very fact that God is faithful. Regardless of what we see, regardless of what we experience in this temporal life, God is faithful. The, the promises that he's spoken, they're yes, and the amen is resounded by us, his people. That, that if he's said it, it will not return void. Any word that departs from the mouth of the Lord shall not return void. He is faithful, and I want us to know that here today. I want us to approach God as if he's a faithful God who is good on his promise, every promise, that he can be trusted with everything that he says. He's good. Even when we forget, he's good. Even when we distance ourselves and push away, he is good. Even as we back away, God is still faithful, and he's there, and he's for us. Jesus said he wanted us to approach him like children. It makes me think of my child, Nate. Nate just trusts, as long as dad's close, he'll, he'll, he'll protect me. He'll save me. I could be, like, walking up the stairs of our house, and Nate's walking down. As soon as he sees dad, he'll just jump into my arm. Like, whether I'm ready or not... Nate, my three-year-old son, he'll be jumping into my arms because his expectation is that dad's going to catch him. His expectation is that as dad is close, he's got me. And that's the way that the Lord wants us to approach him. He's close to us. He, he's there for us. He's, he will catch us if we, if we release our trust to him. So um, there's this amazing passage in 1 Samuel chapter 12. 
if you want to turn there in your Bibles. I know the screens will have it ready, but this is right before the, like this is right at the beginning of, of Saul's kingship, really. So what's happened is the people of Israel, um, they, they, they kept like, disregarding, as Pastor Dave was talking about yesterday, they kept disregarding God's ways, they kept wanting to do it the ways of all these other nations, and so they decided rather than have judges to rule over us, we actually want a king, we want, we want like a man-made plan instead of a God-made plan, because the way these other people are doing it seems all right, and we would rather not be holy and set apart and different, we want to look the same, so we want a king, yeah. and God's like, okay, I'll give you what you want. Isn't that funny about God? It's like, yeah, I'll give you what you want. Whether, whether or not it's going to be good for you, that you can determine that. I hope you put me back at the forefront in the middle of it, but I'll give you what you want. And so he gives the people, the king that they asked for, he gives them Saul. And uh, Samuel, just before where the passage I'm getting to, rebukes the people and he reminds them of all the things that God's done for them, of how he led the people through the wilderness for 40 years of how he, 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 he brought them into the land of promise, of how he's always taken care of them and led them regardless of having a king or not having a king. And then they, they, the people realize their brokenness and they realize how they've stuffed up and they're like, please, Samuel, like man of God, continue to pray for us. Don't, don't, don't forget about us. Right. And he's like, okay, don't worry. I got you. Yeah. As, as Samuel was like the voice of God representing to the people. And he's like, I'm still going to pray for you. Yeah. I've yeah. got you. And then we find ourselves in this passage that he encourages his people. And I think also he's encouraging Saul with this as, as the leader of his people that had been appointed in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 24. It says, be sure to fear the Lord. And serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. This is what I'm talking about. God is faithful. Yeah, Consider yeah, the yeah. great things that he has done for you. Yet if you persist in doing evil, both you and your king will perish. The unfortunate thing is, as I said at the very beginning, Saul not good. <laughs> Saul didn't listen to Samuel's encouragement of fearing the Lord, being sure to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully. With all of his heart, he forgot to consider the great things that God had done for him because Samuel wasn't necessarily the right guy. He was just the guy that God chose. And he forgot about that. And so he put everything in his own strength and he began to forget about the fact that he ought to fear the Lord. And I want to remind us this morning that there's nothing to fear when we fear God. There is nothing to fear when we fear God. Sam, so, Saul forgot to fear God, therefore he began to fear everything around him. He began to get frustrated that this other guy was rising up. And the only reason the other guy was rising up is because Saul forgot to honor God in the process. He, he began to get disobedient and do things in his own strength. He, he found himself in a place where he was, he, he was hoping and expecting for like a, a battle to be won. And he had to wait for Samuel, the, 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 the man of God, to come and, and pray and seek God and, and do an offering. And Samuel took... Saul took everything in his own strength, and he yeah. did it his own way. He's like, I'm going to yeah. do the offering. I don't need this man of God. I don't need God's ways. I can do it like I can do it the, my own way. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, yeah. C3 Kelowna, C3 Revelstoke, C3 Vernon, we're probably more like Saul than we are like David. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us want to be Davids. Yeah. 
But realistically, many of us are more like Saul. David was more concerned about thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we, like Saul, are more concerned about my kingdom come, my will be done. I'm, I'm not excluding myself from this. You know, as a pastor of a church in Hamilton, I'm, I'm no different to you. I love that Pastor Dave was talking about that this morning. We can be real. We can take the mask off because I'm not perfect. Hello. By nature, I'm, I'm fallen and corrupt and, 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 I, and I'm not quite put together. But I have the grace of God and the mercy of God that allows me to return to him and, and, and put him in the right place and, and remind myself that it's his kingdom come and not my kingdom come. It's his will be done, not my will be done. So what guides and directs our decisions? What instructs us is the ways that we live reverent before God. How often do we find ourselves worrying about things that God has not asked us to worry about? Ooh, wow. yeah. Like I said, I think we're more like Saul than we are like David. David took his worries to God. It's not that David didn't have worries, but he would take those worries to God. He wouldn't, he wouldn't try to sort them out in his own strength. He would, he would, he would trust God in the process. And, and I think the goal is absolutely, let's be more like David, not like Saul, because Saul not good. But naturally, we're more like David. Saul forgot that it was, the God, it was God who appointed him. He immediately went to his own strength. He, he didn't fully obey God's command. He feared Goliath in 1 Samuel 17 more than he feared God. That was his problem, is this giant was rebuking the people that God had set apart, and he was, he was taunting them, and there was no one there that trusted that God was still for them, except for this little shepherd boy who's like, who is this guy? Who does this guy think he is? Does he not know that we're the people of God? Does he not know that he's coming against the Lord of heaven's armies? Yeah. I'm convinced Saul could have been that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 people there had the opportunity to rise up and say, as for me and my house, We'll serve the Lord. We're not going to take these insults from this person who has no idea who our God is. But we forget in the exact same way who our God is. We begin to fear things instead of fearing God. Everyone wants to be David. By nature, we're more like Saul. How does this outplay itself? We trust God for a job. And then we get the job. And then we busy ourselves in the job. We become career focused and we want to climb the corporate ladder and we, and we want to advance. And then we forget about the fact that God brought us into this position and gave us this career. And so we give ourselves to the career instead of giving ourselves to the Lord. Again, we trust God for relationships. And then the relationship comes as the perfect man or the perfect woman or this, this it's like this beautiful thing. And this beautiful thing pulls us away from like Sunday services, pulls us away from connecting with God's people. And we're like, yeah, but like this was, a, this was the answer to the prayers that I've been praying. Wow. And God's like, don't forget about me in the process, yeah. Wow. please. Yeah, wow, that's good. Wow, that's great. Good. 
We trust God for living situations, and then we hold so tightly to that living situation rather than holding so tightly to the Lord who gave us that living situation. Vanessa and I's story, we trusted God for nine years for kids. I told a little bit of our story yesterday. We were trusting God, believing God that he would bring us this family, that he would grow our family, and and it was creating in us a story of his faithfulness along the way, and then... And then we have kids, and my goodness, it got super complicated. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so we had Nate, and then 14 months later, we, we, we have another baby. Like, 12, less than 12 months later, we find out we have another baby on the way. Same birth mother. And she told us, so Nate was born in November, and then we were hanging out with um, Nate's birth family in August, and she's like, oh, by the way, I'm having another baby, and I would like you to adopt this one. And we're like, okay. (laughs) So if you're pregnant now, that means you know the baby's, that means the baby's probably due in the next, like, six to seven months. Okay, yeah, that seems like reason yeah that's like two under two okay we can do the two under two life for sure like this is not scary at all we i feel like i'm still recovering from the whiplash of having two under two so if i you know if any of the thoughts that i articulate this morning are are not quite clear blame the fact that i have two children under two There were things to fear in that moment, but we had to recognize that it was the fear of the Lord that brought us there. So it would be the fear of the Lord that would carry us through it. I want to dig into a bit of Haley's story. So we, so like I said, we found out in August and we had found out the baby's probably due. She's, so Nate's birth mom said somewhere between uh, March and April, the baby will be born. And we're like, okay, we can figure this out. We're working it all out in, in man's strength. It's all good. We'll we'll plan. Everything will be okay. We went through the process. We found out, yes, because it's kinship, because it's a half-sibling, we can adopt this child, even though they're only 14 months apart. Even though you guys are crazy, that's what the adoption agency told us. You can handle this. You're the right people for the job. I'm like, well, we're not really. We just trust God, okay? And then uh, we were sitting with uh, a couple of our very close friends between Christmas and New Year's, and we were playing games, we were having fun, and uh, they're like, man, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the baby was born at the beginning of March instead of, instead of the end of, like, you're thinking March, April, imagine it was, like, the beginning of March, and we're like, ha, 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 that would be hilarious. (laughs) So up to this point, uh, Jennifer, Nate's, Nate's birth mom, bless her heart, she hadn't yet had uh, any ultrasounds. She's, she didn't have a health card, and she was uh, like struggling to figure out the right steps to take. She hadn't yet had an ultrasound. She was assuming this baby was due in this timing. And then um, she ended up having an ultrasound. It was like the middle of January. And, uh, and she found out, at, oh, by the way, your baby's due at the beginning of February. <laughs> <laughs> And aside from that, we found out that there was complications with the baby. So we found out that uh, there was fluid on her brain that her brain hadn't fully developed. It wasn't quite clear in the ultrasound um, what was going on. And, and again, I'm talking about there's nothing to fear when we fear the Lord. So we get this call. And, uh, and the birth mom is in tears. She, like, can't even hold it together. And she's telling us at the other end of the phone, I don't, guys, I'm so sorry. I don't know if this baby's going to make it. Wow. 
here we are in this moment. We trust you, God. What the heck are you doing in this? I'm here to tell you, C3 Central BC, you have nothing to fear. If we fear the Lord, if God's brought you to a place, he's going to carry you through it, regardless of the circumstance. He can be trusted. I'm, 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 I'm beyond that part of the story, but my goodness, God can be trusted. So I'll let you into the story a little bit more because it... Honestly, her story has been a miracle, and I need wow. to remind myself consistently yeah. of the miraculous stories, of the miraculous ways that God has showed up, because yeah. I need to continue trusting Him yeah. in crazy circumstances again. So we get this call. Haley's brain is not fully developed. She might not make the doctor's reports. My goodness, bedside manner. <laughs> yeah, this baby might not be born healthy or at all she might not make it beyond a couple weeks in the hospital there's complications and so uh she needs to be connected with the surgical team in london and the birth mom lives in um windsor which is about a two-hour drive and then there's other things that bring fear into this because like we're adopting so we're responsible for all the costs and that means like hundred dollar uber rides back and forth between london and and we're like, God, we trust you. We don't, we don't have uh, deep pockets to support this, but we trust you. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and then the day that the birth mom's meant to be induced at the beginning of February, which we thought was going to be the end of March, which is two, two months earlier than anticipated, she's, we get a call that day, and it's the birth mom, and she's like, I've just been in a car accident in the Uber on the way to... <laughs> On the wow. way to the hospital. Oh, wow. I talk about like uncertainty. <laughs> talk about reasons yeah. to to fear outcomes. Talk about yeah. uh, not sure where to turn, but to yeah. turn to the Lord. I remember when we got that call. Wow. We we just turn on worship music in the house mm. and we began to pray. Jesus. We said, God, this baby is in your hands. Yeah. You have a plan, and a pr we called Vanessa's mom as well. She's an amazing prayer warrior. I think she's tuning in. Mom, we love you. Thank you for <laughs> being with My parents were there because they were helping us look after Nate. And, and we just huddled as a family, and we prayed mm. because we knew we had nothing to fear because we feared the Lord, that he was going to do something amazing in the process, regardless of what that story looked like. Wow. Um, so we began to pray and we began to trust that God was doing something. And, and Haley ended up being born healthily in like, it was, a, it was amazing. She was, she was born in Caledon. They quickly rushed her to the hospital. We found out after the fact that the placenta had ruptured and it's like, it was an emergency situation. And if she hadn't been that close to Caledon when it happened, like the baby probably wouldn't have survived. And then they rushed her to London, to the hospital in London. And, uh, the amazing thing about this, like, my goodness, God is powerful and mighty and good. Yeah. Literally two weeks after Haley's born, we, we, we were told she might not live beyond a couple weeks. She'll probably live her first several months in the hospital. Two weeks to the day she's born, we're bringing her home yeah. to wow. our house to yeah. meet her brother and yeah. meet her grandparents. Wow. And, and yeah. And here's the thing, guys. I, first of all, we should give God some praise yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
He is powerful. He is mighty. We know we have nothing to fear when we fear the Lord. And Haley's journey is not yet finished. There, there are still challenges. There's still underdeveloped areas of her brain. We, 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 we face uh, moments where she goes into seizures and we're, and we're raising a child that quite possibly could, be, could have special needs. And we're not worried about it because she's an incredible gift to this world. That, the, that, that her story is that God is going to use her in miraculous ways to touch people's lives. And he already is doing it. He's building a testimony of faith in us through her story. And are we believing for full healing? 100%. Will we stop praying prayers that that God would show up and fully miraculously develop her brain? No, we won't stop praying those prayers. Because we know God can do it. But will we trust him in the process when he does it? Of course we will. You can trust God in the process that you're in. Regardless of the situation that you're facing, regardless of how difficult it seems, I'm here to tell you that you have nothing to fear if you fear the Lord. We need to keep reminding ourselves of God's faithfulness. That was Samuel's encouragement to the people is consider the great things that God has done for you. When we're in the middle of difficult moments with Haley, we have to consider the great things that God has done for us. We have to consider that he showed up miraculously and we had a baby in our arms within less than nine months of finishing the adoption process. We have to consider that he moved us from Calgary to Toronto and got me an incredible job in the process. We have to remember his faithfulness in the journey when the journey seems difficult. Because reverence for God comes from remembering His faithfulness. Reverence for God comes from remembering His faithfulness. An honest assessment of our lives. Is it a reflection of thy kingdom come, thy will be done? Or is it a reflection of my kingdom come, my will be done? We want to be like David. David trusted God wholeheartedly. I'm convinced that David did this because he knew who his God was. He he remembered that it was God who appointed him when he was off in the fields tending to the sheep. When all the other brothers who looked better, who, 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 who seemed like the better, more appropriate fit, got the no from God, Mm -hmm. and he got brought in from the fields, and God said, yes, this is my guy. He seeks me wholeheartedly. He remembered that it wasn't him that got him there. He remembered it probably wasn't David who, like, killed the lion and the bear who tried to steal his sheep. It was God who gave him strength to do those things. He remembered that it wasn't him against Goliath. It was God against Goliath. So he was able to trust God in his journey. Right. Of frustration. Yeah, really David knew who his God was. He remembered his faithfulness time and time again. And so it caused him to continue to fear him. He knew that if, he was, if David was faithful with David's part, God would be faithful with God's part. Yeah. We have a responsibility to be faithful with our part, C3 Central BC. Yeah. And God will be faithful with his part. Yeah. If we want to go on live, living lives... In honor to God, we need to remember how faithful he's been. So let's take a moment here and close our eyes and consider how faithful has God been? Well, the very fact that we're here today, the very fact that we have breath in our lungs means God has been faithful. 
If you don't have a story yet of God's faithfulness, I hope you can grab a hold of some of my story of God's faithfulness. I'm not here defeated with Haley's story. I'm here encouraged in Haley's story. She's a miracle in herself and a miracle in the making because God has been, is, will continue to be faithful in our circumstance. If you don't have a confession of his faithfulness yet, that's okay. Because I do. And guess what? I know that this church does. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.